and welcome to the Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. I'm pretty excited today to introduce you to my guest. She is currently the Executive Director of the Gestalt Institute of Cleveland, and is going to be introducing us to Gestalt psychology today. Her name is Susan Walker Morgan. Susan's background is in executive coaching and organizational development. She has been a coach and OD consultant for over 25 years, working with organizations, teams, and individuals. Her hope is that through our increased awareness of how we show up, we can each bring more of our whole selves and contribute to more joy, connection, and meaning in our work, homes, and communities. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ernest. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really glad you're here, Susan, because I really want to talk about Gestalt psychology and talk about how this really applies in the world of business. But first, before we get into that, I really want to hear a little bit more about you. How did you get into this work and become the director of the Institute? Hmm. Well, it's a, a bit of a circuitous route, as I think many of our uh, professional careers are. I was a coach and a consultant, as you had mentioned in the introduction, and as often happens, there was an overlap between uh, personal experience and my professional life. And that was that I had an interface with the medical community for a considerably serious condition uh, for one of my children. And I, throughout the experience and afterwards in talking with the surgeon, we both recognized that there's an interface that has to happen between the family, the patient, the doctors, the medical system in general that wasn't well honed. And it led to frustration on everybody's part. So I decided I wanted to have an impact on that system and went on to pursue my master's. And I chose the Master's in Positive Organizational Development and Change at the Case Weatherhead School of Management. And as a master's student, we had PH candidates who were our coaches. And one of those candidates who didn't happen to be my coach approached me at lunchtime one day and said, come on, let's go take a walk. And he prompt me, promptly walked me over to the Gestalt Institute of Cleveland and said, these are your people. This is where you need to study. And um, I think it will enrich you both professionally and personally. And he wasn't wrong. So I went on to- Yeah, that's a great thing. Right? So I studied through various workshops and programs. I became a board member, and now I'm the executive director. That's such an awesome story, Susan. And I think one of the best things anyone can ever have is finding your people, right? If you find your people, you find your home, and you're, you're comfortable there. So that's a really awesome story. So tell us, Susan, a little bit about Gestalt psychology, because I'm, I'm sure not a lot of people out there know what that is even. Right. So there are several tenets to Gestalt, and I'm confident I, that we won't have time to cover all of them. But where I'd really like to start is the recognition of the whole. So that's the whole person, mind, body, spirit, the mm -hmm. whole um, organization, the whole community, and 
the impact when we are able to acknowledge and to raise awareness of that whole, and we don't cut off any part. Mm-hmm. So for instance, often I think um, when we're in a professional role, we focus so heavily on our minds that we forget to use the wisdom that resides in our hearts, in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when we can join the three together, how much more impactful we can be. When we're in organizations, do we overfocus on process and forget that it's people that have to implement that process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love that approach because it you know it speaks to my own approach, which is taking that holistic approach. I mean, you've talked about you know people and process, and I think that those two are so intricately connected. But you make such a good point. Very often we focus on the process and ignore or forget that it's the people that need to implement the, the process. Exactly, exactly. And just as we can't um, separate ourselves out. Fortunately, I think we are in a space and time that we have hopefully left behind this idea that we have to keep personal and professional separate and we Mm -hmm. show one way in our professional role and another way in our homes and our communities when in fact we can't separate them, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they both live in us. They're both very much alive in us, and they affect how we come into any given situation. If I've had a disruptive Mm -hmm. morning, how is that going to affect the how of my showing up, which Mm -hmm. is actually another um, foundational tenet of Gestalt? Certainly our what is important, what we know what experience we bring, what impact we want to have. Those are all critical. And Mm -hmm. they also are greatly impacted by how do we do that? Do we come in with our own story, our own perceptions to the exclusion of others? Do we come curious? Are Mm -hmm. we willing to suspend our judgment? Can we look through a different lens? Are we able to show up in such a way that not only allows, but Mm -hmm. also invites different voices to come into the room, not just our own? Yeah, yeah. I I love what I'm hearing here, Susan. So just make sure that I'm understanding it properly. So Gestalt is really not just about what you know and and, and what, what experiences you have, but also how do you bring those into your interaction with other people as well. So it's 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 looking internally, but also looking at your interaction with other people and how you interface with your coworkers, your your teams, your employees, your bosses. Am I getting that right? Absolutely. Gestalt teaches us how to show up in a way that affords safety. Right. One of the mm-hmm. Hmm. One thing that we hear a lot about, I think, recently is psychological safety in the workplace. Yeah. And how do we create that? And Mm so much of it is created by our presence. And I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about a presence that is um, 
connected to charisma because that's focus on the individual. I'm talking about presence from the perspective of invitation, of creating mm-hmm. safe space. So yeah. that psychological safety is there in teams, in organizations to perhaps speak what hasn't been spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm also hearing as you're, as you're talking here, Susan, that it's not just about how you, how you create psychological safety right in the moment at work. It's about all the experiences of who you are, even before you come to work that allow you to create that environment, right? It's, it's really making sure that you're looking at yourself not just in how you are at work, but what influences your ability to be, you know, appropriate in the work setting. Yes. And as I hear you speak, Ernest, I'm taken to two different arenas. One is intent and impact, right? Mm -hmm. I may have an intention and the impact of my action may be quite different. Mm. So I need to be aware of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And the second escapes me at the moment, and hopefully it will come back. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think what you mentioned with with the intention and the impact is really important because a lot of times I hear when I'm working with clients, you know, when when they when they get feedback about something that they've implemented, they'll say very often, "Well, that was not my intention, right? That was not what I intended. That is not the experience that I wanted people to have." But people are having that experience. That's the impact that's being had. And so understanding that there's a, sometimes a gap between what you intend and what people experience is critical. And then assessing for that gap so that you can try to bridge it, I think, is, is, is really important. And I'm hearing that Gestalt is a, is a, is a framework which you can use to, to do that. I know in the Institute also has workshops and trainings. I'm really interested if you can share some of the, the workshops that the, the Institute offers to help uh, coaches and leaders, you know, approach this this kind of work from the Gestalt framework. Absolutely. So, one that is coming up very soon is our coaching certification program, and a lot of your listeners are going to recognize that it is an ICF accredited program. That means mm-hmm. that we have accreditation from the International Coaching Federation, and that starts actually next Friday, and it's a six month. Mm-hmm. And you have all of the education hours that you need for your ICF PCC accreditation. You Mm -hmm. also, upon graduation, are conferred your GPCC, which is your Gestalt Professional Certified Coach. And you are prepared to sit for your BCC, which is your Board Certified Coach Credential. So it is, again, focused certainly on professional development, Mm -hmm. but also there is a segment that is um, called personal and professional mastery because we recognize that whole person, that Mm. in developing ourselves professionally, we can't help but develop ourselves personally and the importance of both being in tandem. Mm That also reminds me of the second point that I thought of, and that is to raise our awareness of our growing edges, right, is to not say, as um, I have often heard or have at times heard leaders say, well, this vulnerability thing or this relationship building thing. I can't do that. I'm, I'm the leader. I'm the one that has to show um, 
inspiration and what we are speaking to is not a vulnerability from the perspective of air all of our dirty laundry, but from the mm-hmm. perspective of leaning into not knowing. What does it mean as a leader to not be certain or to be willing to take risk? Mm-hmm. In showing that, how do we invite those in the organization to be willing to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. This is such an important thing uh, that you're talking about, Susan, especially I think because leaders play such an important role into the success or failure of any organization. And and I know one of the things that you do is you have a workshop specifically for uh, leaders and and through the leadership, Gestalt leadership experience. Can you talk a little bit about how, how you use this approach to help leaders to build those relationships and really be able to be vulnerable in that setting? Mm-hmm. Well, at the risk of repeating myself, I would say it is, again, raising that awareness of my how. As leaders, we're very aware of our what. We mm-hmm. know what skills we bring. We know what experiences we have. We know what knowledge can be used to impact the organization. Are we as aware of our how so that we invite others to bring their what in a more effective way. I truly believe that most people in work environments, they want to have a sense of contribution. They want Mm -hmm. to be effective. They want to excel. And are we creating the environments that allow that to happen? So let's dig into that a little bit more, the how, because we've talked a little bit about how, um, Sometimes it can be very challenging, right, for someone to to even be aware of their how, to even acknowledge or really appreciate that their how matters. How, how does Gestalt help someone to to first recognize that and then to really start to pay more attention to that? Mm. So there's a couple of different ways. I think one is that um, with a Gestalt coach or, and also with a Gestalt therapist, there's a recognition mm-hmm that we are co-creating this relational experience, that it isn't just the coach or the therapist that is bringing expertise and skill and possibilities to the table, but that it is also the client. Mm -hmm. And a second piece that goes with that is not only what is being said, but what is being experienced. How am I experiencing myself in the situations that I am coming to the coach to talk about? Hmm. So that really requires a lot of self-reflection, right? To be to be looking internally, not just a, a, what you're saying, what you're thinking, but what you're feeling. So really integrating all of those things into one. Am I am I Capturing that correctly? Absolutely. And it's recognizing if that's happening in me, Mm -hmm. how is that happening in my organization, in all of the Mm -hmm. individuals there? And how is that Mm -hmm. impacting their work? And to go into that relationship between coach and client, what is the coach hearing? Or perhaps even more importantly, what are they not hearing? And Mm -hmm. how is that brought into the conversation? When you ask, Mm -hmm. 
the question, well, how do I do that? How do I raise my self-awareness? And so often it is through that opportunity to have reflected back to Mm -hmm. me from an effective coach or therapist. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm hearing you say, or what you are saying impacts me this way. That may give me a new awareness. Mm -hmm. Again, back to my impact, but also to how I am showing up and how someone else is experiencing me. Yeah, this is this is so fascinating, Susan. I really love how you're you're breaking out the whole concept of experience and, and really showing that it's really a complex thing with multiple layers that impact that whole experience. I, I love that approach. Am I am I am I phrasing that correctly? Absolutely. I love that you brought in the word complex because we are. We are a complex system individually, and we Mm -hmm. are part of complex systems that are made up of other complex individuals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I always want to recognize is is easier said than done, right? So it's easy to say, but hard to do. But I know you're also a coach and a consultant and you've used this framework. Can you share some examples of how you've seen this work and how you've used this to help leaders? Yes, there is uh, one example that comes to mind and it was, um, I was a coaching, I was coaching a gentleman who was inside an organization and they were um, looking to implement some process changes. And he came to one of our sessions. This was probably the second or third time he had spoken about it. And he was being met with a great deal of resistance, which was in no small part frustrating him, (laughs) understood. (laughs) And I was listening to him speak to why, why it was going to be such an improvement, why it was going to be so valuable to the organization, um, why the return on investment was so important and the impact that it would have um, on their future. And again, going back to what I wasn't hearing, I wasn't Mm -hmm. hearing about the people. I want to emphasize it is certainly not that the process isn't important. It most certainly is, and we have to pay attention to it. So what I reflected back to him was just that observation. I have heard you speak to the process and to the value of it and to the impact of it. What I haven't heard is what have you heard from the people that have to implement it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that example, Susan. It speaks to so many things that I think are really important to call out. You know, the first thing that that pings for me is the importance of having someone that you can you can speak to and that sort of trusted advisor coach approach where you can get back open and honest feedback right because you don't always see what you're missing so I think that's that's the first thing it, it speaks to me of the importance of when you're talking about um, impact and intention always making sure that you're, you're paying attention to the what of the people that you're impacting right what are their levels what are they feeling? How is this going to impact them? And making sure that you're you're considering that or even asking them to get some of that out. So there's just so much there that I think is really important in that in that example, Susan. That's a really great example. Hmm. 
thank you. If I may follow up for just a moment with that. So part of his answer was, well, I'm hearing resistance. I'm hearing they don't want to. And I asked him about getting curious about that resistance. Mm. And when he did, when he went back and had that conversation with the people again, who had to implement the change, Mm -hmm. what he got was some rich feedback, not only with their own experience of Mm -hmm. him, but also their own experience in the process and how his process improvements could be improved. Hmm. So it so, became, so by really right. It became um, to use the tired phrase a win-win. Right. So so by by going back and really engaging in that questioning and that uh, desire to understand that curiosity, as you said, he was able to actually get some very helpful information that was was able to then use to make a a, a win-win, as you said, for everybody. Right. I think a key component of that curiosity is to pair it with a suspension of judgment. Hmm. And by that, I mean is to recognize, and this is something that is foundational to Gestalt, and that is that each individual's experience is their experience. Mm -hmm. And to acknowledge it and to accept that your experience is going to be different than mine. Uh, Susan, speaking of experiences, I I know that you were trained in Gestalt. Can you talk a little bit about how this training has really helped you in the work that you do when you're coaching and consulting? Yes, I think there are two key ways. And one is what was exemplified in um, the experience I just told you about with the client mm-hmm. that I had. And that was, it allowed me to, first of all, listen to the whole person and to reflect back what I heard, again, mm-hmm. from curiosity rather than judgment. So rather than, well, you're going mm-hmm. about this all wrong, mm-hmm. it was to hold up a mirror or to offer my experience of him. And that Mm -hmm. allows the client to come to their own conclusions. I'm not Mm -hmm. prescribing. I don't come with um, a bag of tricks, if you will, or processes, or, well, if you do it this way, Mm -hmm come with an exploratory mindset, recognizing, again, that that person in front of me has a lifetime of Mm. experience and knowledge that they are bringing. And so Mm -hmm. I have to honor how they will use that to be more effective. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that you're there. You're appreciating, as you said before, the the shared reality, right? What you bring into that situation is also important. And through the reflection, you're helping them. You're holding up a mirror so that they can kind of see a little bit of of how they're being perceived and um, you know how how they're engaging with others. Yes, yes. Susan, this has been so much fun, and I, and I know that um, the Gestalt Institute really does a lot of offers a lot of, of training and workshops. Can you tell us a little bit about how do people get a hold of, of you or to reach out to the Institute? 
how can we contact you? Well, to be able to see a full listing of what we're offering, you go to gestaltcleveland.org. And you will also see there um, a bit of information about Gestalt. You'll be able to look up faculty um, to avail yourselves. There's um, registration associated with every offering on the website. Mm-hmm. And to get a hold of me, it is my name, Susan Walker Morgan, all one word, all spelled just as it sounds, at gestaltcleveland.org. Awesome. Thank you, Susan, for coming on the show. But you know, well, I always want to take advantage of the experts that we have here on the show. What is one piece of advice or, or um, you know, suggestion that you would have for, for people out there in the business world right now? Invest in raising your awareness of your how. As a leader, you know your what. You <laughs> live in your expertise, and it's important and valuable to the organizations in which you work and serve. Mm-hmm. And it can be made, I believe, exponentially more effective. You can be ex- exponentially more effective when you raise your awareness of your how. And you can mm-hmm. do that by um, asking for feedback from those around you who experience you. And you can do that I think quite effectively by taking advantage of some of the offerings we have at the Institute. Susan, that is such great advice. I really appreciate what you're saying, you know, asking leaders to look internally and really understand what makes up who they are and how they're interacting with other people. I love that. I think that's such a great experience. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Susan, and talking to us about Gestalt Psychology and the Institute. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Ernest. I appreciate the conversation. Thank you. And to our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please join us next time.